you. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Sunday Rewind every Sunday at this time, 5 to 7. Hey, if you're a UNL student, listen up. Get your free campus cash, the Student Marketplace Mini Mag, tonight at the uh, Big Red Welcome. It starts at 6.30 and goes until 8.30 tonight. Uh, The new numbers have been awarded. It's going to be a tradition, says Matt Rule, at least as long as he is here. Uh, One through zero through nine, actually. They've been awarded. They uh, were voted on by the players. A little surprising in some of the numbers to me. Maybe not to you, Mike. But uh, Billy Kemp, not a big surprise because you've heard glowing reviews about him. And he's 24. He's had a lot of experience in college. Of course, he came from West Virginia. You have Isaac Gifford, uh, who... Matt Rule has called an NFL talent uh, at number two. Number three, Nick Henrich, no surprise. Another older fifth-year guy on the team at number three. Uh, Luke Reimer at number four. He has a chance to be the second leading tackler of all time in Nebraska football history behind uh, Barrett Rude this year. And then you have John Bullock at number five. You have Nash Hutmacher, zero. I should have started there. Uh, And then Jeff Sims at number seven. Um, any of those surprise you? Uh, I'm going to say it surprised me just simply because of the fact that he was a walk-on. He's now on scholarship, John Bullock. But I wasn't surprised when I heard he was one of the guys, mainly because of what I'd heard about him uh, going through spring ball and fall camp. I mean, even in spring ball, Matt Rule would bring him up as a guy that just gets it. Um, But, yeah, none of those guys come out as a – Oh my God, I can't believe they gave him a single. Didn't <laughs> no. Oh. And I'll be honest with you. There's probably I, I'm I'm probably at five to seven more that I I kind of expected to get a single digit. Ethan number. Piper would have gotten one if he could have gotten one. And and I brought this up. Tom Chattel is the one that had the idea on our show last week. And I brought it up uh on the captain show on Friday. I was on with Bach. You were on with Bach on Thursday. And I said that I would repeated what Tom said. This is all Tom Chattel's idea. But if a lineman ever gets voted to get a single digit, I think they ought to give him the number 50 uh, in honor of the greatest lineman that's ever played at Nebraska, Dave Remington. Yeah, they should. But that's, like I said, it's impressive that a, that a he lineman. He has his own trophy. Dave Remington was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, when you have your own trophy. My favorite story about David Remington was uh, that they would sometimes, like over Thanksgiving weekend, they would close uh, the weight room. So he would go to the parking lot and push his car around the car lot. He would just put, he, he needed to lift so badly he would push his car around the lot. Yeah, those were stories. I th- I've heard they're actually true, so it's good when those stories are true. There's number six still available. Yeah, and already wearing six, I think it's Quentin Newsom. So I would think he'll get to keep his number. Well, that's the whole thing. Maybe he won't. Maybe he like won't. He, he's one of the guys that I kind but, of expect to get. Well, you heard Tony White talk about him and say he's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's a lockdown corner. So I would think he gets one. And then you still have eight and nine. Um, And you've got guys like uh, Gabe Irvin still out there. MJ Sherman's out there. Those are are my other two that are like, that's my three. Tommy Hill, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who gets those uh, last three numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I, well, Ben Scott's one that, from, from a lineman standpoint, that I was kind of surprised wasn't one that was mentioned when they said Ethan Piper. I was like, well, good for him. Yeah, I've heard all the stuff that he's done, and you know, he's worked his, himself right. back from you know, let's 
go to the 2021 Oklahoma game right. or 2020 Oklahoma game and, you know, was not necessarily his best game and yeah. worked his way back to a starting lineup. And he's been phenomenal since Matt Rule took over. And I was like, good for him. But I, I thought Ben Scott might be a guy that, right. you know, again, he can't wear it, but may have been voted on to, to be one of the guys. All of this leads back to culture questions to me. I think it's a good tradition to start it because it's done by the players. The players, yeah. it gives the players more ownership, which I'm always in favor of. When the players vote on captains, which, by the way, Rule says he doesn't know if he'll have permanent captains. I don't think he will. He's no, gonna, he's already said he's they're, they're not be, going to. Yeah, they're going to be game until by the game. end of the season. Yeah, yeah until the end of the bowl season, I think. I think yeah. So he's assuming they'll get a bowl. Uh, but Deshaun Singleton said something interesting. I think that he was asked about these numbers, and he said the right guys are leading. And, and then he pointed to Luke Gifford, who takes him to the weight room whenever he wants to go, or takes him to the film room film whenever room. he wants yeah. to go to watch film. And he goes... You know, I don't know, basically insinuating that the right guys weren't always leading in the past. He didn't say that outright, but he says the right well, guys are leading. <laughs> he kind of did without saying it. Yeah. Um, By saying the right guys are leading this year? The right guys weren't leading in yeah. the past. Yeah. Like, we didn't know that, but it, it's it's kind of comforting to know that maybe the right guys, I mean, if you want to have a team, uh, and every coach says he wants a player-driven team, a, pray, a player-led team. And sometimes you can have a player-led team with players that you don't want to lead the team. Mm-hmm. And that's happened, I think, at times. Uh, if guys aren't working hard and they're also the leaders of the team, that's a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard, but that's a really bad thing. And I think uh, you don't have a big question about any of these guys that have been given numbers, well, uh, zero through nine. One, one of the things that I, I got out of the weekend and reading, you know, the, it's always fun reading the – the two local newspapers and all the great articles that come out. Uh, Sam McEwen brought up the fact that he watched like five hours of Dion TV uh, here recently. And one of the things that got brought up is in one of the videos, uh, offensive defensive players get into a fight and a couple offensive guys walked away and Dion loses his mind. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. You got to be part of the brotherhood. You got to stand up for your teammates and this, that, and the other thing. And to me, this is the epitome of exactly what you were talking about from a culture standpoint based on Deshaun Singleton's comments. Hey, that culture is here today. Guess where it's not today? It's not where the coach has got to ridicule the team and the teammates that walked away from one of their brethren on the offensive side of the ball being in a fight. That's not a great culture yet. Now, maybe he'll build it. Who knows? The difference is outside of Sims and uh, Billy Kemp on this list, None of none of those guys have been there more than a month at Colorado. You're talking about 70 new guys on that yeah. roster. Why would I go and get involved in a fight that I don't even know who the guy is? I just <laughs> met him last week. He could deserve to be punched. I don't know if I had known him for a year or so. Maybe I would have, you know, I'm going to stick up for that guy because that guy's my roommate. That's the guy I eat breakfast with every day. That's the guy that uh, you know dragged me out of a bar when I could have gotten in a fight. I, I love that guy. Yeah. You know, you don't know these guys at Colorado. You just met them. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand why. And I, and I think the motive by Deion Sanders is he wants a brotherhood. Yeah. He wants guys to fight for each other. So go get in that fight. But it's, it's hard to manufacture culture when you just got there like Tuesday. You know, well, from the standpoint of the players that did just show up for fall camp, they just got there, you know, in the summer, et cetera. I, I do completely understand that part of it. But at the same time, I mean, again, look at what we've seen. I mean, the water balloon fight from a couple of weeks ago from a Nebraska pra- after a Nebraska practice. 
Yeah, that was fun. I, I, you sit there, and, and MJ Sherman, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from, how many stars, or that you were at Alabama, or you were at Florida, or you were at USC, mm. or, or Georgia. Makes no difference to anybody. When you have the cojones and the belief in the culture and the care that the head coach has for the program and for you, to go break a water balloon over his head, yeah. That I mean, that – that's to me that said something about the culture and especially rule taking it the way he did it. he's like that's it no off day tomorrow <laughs> it is true the culture has been was, manufactured rather joke. quickly with cool with rule i mean he's he hasn't been here very long either but he's been here a lot longer i mean these players at least ri- arrived you know in the spring most of them right that are well, that are fighting for each other dion has got so many guys that arrived in august i mean it's a they they kicked everybody off the team and then brought a whole new set of a team. I mean, they brought in a whole new team. Um, and I just don't think you can manufacture culture. You, it's got to be something that is a little bit organic. Uh, you can do it by what cult, what uh, Rule is doing, by getting the right guys to lead. Um, but I, I think it takes time. And, I, and I'm not necessarily dumb enough to think that the culture is built at Nebraska. I think it's going to take a while. Uh, off the Sutter Hammond text line, uh, giving th- the offensive lineman the number 50 based on who gets the most votes or s- yeah. uh, in, in something like that, single digit, is absolutely brilliant. Again, not my idea. I'm just rehashing it for Tom Chattel. That was Tom Chattel. Yeah, it was Tom Chattel. He said but, maybe you could give him uh, Dean Steidenkuhler's number, too, or well, Weaver's number. Yeah, I get or, it. But, yeah. but, uh, now still, but off the Sutter Hammond text line, this texter says, when I, I graduated from high school in 1991 and Remington was my idol, when I could not get number 50 as a freshman because a sophomore had it, I was absolutely crushed. Yeah. And but like so that right there, that is what it means to a young man that played football yeah. here in Nebraska in yeah, high school. That Dave Remington meant that much that he was literally crushed that he couldn't have that number. And it, let's face it, if you're going to build a culture, the best place in my mind to start is offensive line. Uh, especially at a place like Nebraska where you had the pipeline because that was the culture. Those were the smartest guys on the team, and they were the toughest guys on the team every single year. That's where I want to start with culture. Uh, but you, it's an NCAA rule. You can't give them the number zero. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Uh, let's get to break, come back with more. He's Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. More after this.